everyone. Welcome to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock. Excited to have you all with me here today. I had to do a Facebook Live impromptu interview with my mom only because i uh, having some editing issues on uh, with sound, audio, on podcasts, that, an interview that I had. I have four in the works, so I might have to bring on a professional for that. I normally do my own editing, but... Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that there are now sponsorship opportunities available on the podcast. Um, You can go to Fractured Atlas, and the actual address that you need to go to is fundraising.fracturedatlas.org slash the Healing Place Podcast, and there's dashes in between the Healing Place and Podcast. So funding.fracturedatlas.org slash the healing place podcast or if you go fractured atlas and just go into uh look for a sponsored project you can type in the healing place podcast and it should take you to my page so thank you for supporting this dream this healing space i am ever grateful for it so we will be back next week with a regularly programmed podcast interview but for now here is my mama hey everybody so tonight my life has been just crazy these past couple of weeks, and um, yeah, I'm having some audio issues on the podcast that I'm supposed to be editing, so I was working on it all day yesterday, and then I had to take my mom, who was sitting next to me, to the hearing aid doctor today, and we just got home, so I, I don't know if I'm going to get uh, tonight's episode edited and out into the world, so I thought, let's do a conversation with my mom as uh, tonight's episode, and I'll just... Bump the other ones back that I have to edit. I have four interviews, amazing interviews coming up. So welcome to the Healing Place podcast, impromptu conversation with my mama. Um, Yeah, so everyone, this is, uh, we all call her GJ for Grandma Joanne. Um, But yeah, we're pretty excited because, how old are you, Mom? I'll be, I'm 84, heading for 85. Yeah, and (laughs) what's the big, what's exciting news? You're celebrating six months of what? Sobriety. Six months of sobriety. That's so awesome. Yay, Mom. So, yeah, so I said, let's talk about, because, you know, my my healing journey, part of it included growing up in an alcoholic household and, um, you know, the healing journey that came with that. So I want you to talk about, you know, kind of your journey through it and what you said. I just love what you said of of how how you sobered found your sobriety, so, in your healing. Okay. Uh, First of all, I want you to know that I have always tended towards religious things in my life. I was born in 1935 to a very Catholic family. My mother was Irish, my father German, and uh, I went all through Catholic schools, grade school, Holy Cross in Latonia and uh, Notre Dame Academy. It was on Fifth Street now. It's a very elegant school now where it's a, a, I think it's probably the Xavier University of uh, Ohio in Kentucky. Notre Dame is, I can't say enough for it. And I had wonderful nuns who taught me and one of the first things that the sister principal, she took a liking to me, 
and uh, I didn't even have to pay her. And uh, she said uh, she would like for me to start doing a little spiritual reading. And I said, okay. So she gave me this book on St. Teresa, the Little Flower, who is uh, really a doctor of the church right now. She be just became a doctor. Even her parents were canonized saints. And they had five girls and a couple of boys. The boys died, and every one of the daughters went to the Carmelite convent. One of them tried different ones before she finally ended up at the uh, at the Carmelites in uh, Lisieux, Paris, France, or not Paris, Lisieux, France. And I've always read her life. It's called the Story of a Soul. And she calls herself the little flower. And her philosophy of life is what I have taken for my own. Because I've always felt, I can never do those things. I'm not a saint. I'm not a big person. I could never be like that. I even tried to get in the Carmelite convent and they wouldn't take me. She said I was... Uh, more of an extrovert and needed to be out into the world. I thought did. you told me that they said you partied too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't know that I partied. I didn't party in those days. I just drank beer. Yeah. And I didn't drink it. And not that often. But Grandma Bitters, that's my dad's mother, lived with us. Well, all of our grandparents, my grandparents lived with us. Uh, and my Grandma Bitters, she'd say, Ock, you go across the street and get beer. So I'd take my dad's bucket, run over to the saloon, get a big bucket of beer, and we'd put it on the kitchen table, and everybody had their glass of beer, but they wouldn't let me have it then. So. But I found out about that after high school. But uh, I was always a pretty good kid. I didn't get cause my mother much trouble, but she thought I did. Right. But... Uh, so how'd you get how'd you get on to your well, healing journey? That's what I gotta get through this part first. Okay. <laughs> because this is this is all of how I got to this. You know? All right. We were taking the back roads. Right. <laughs> well, so anyway, I uh I didn't I would have a little beer, you know, but I wasn't much of a drinker. Then as I got older, my friends my girlfriends and I and they were all really good girls. We all went to Notre Dame together. And we'd go out for lunch or dinner, out to, out to dinner a lot. And we would party and have a cocktail. So we were trying all these. I started with martinis and I liked them. And then I tried Manhattans and I liked them. But I didn't like rum, didn't like gin. And uh, a tequila was okay. But I think I tried them all. And uh, then I decided uh, after I got married, my husband Jim, Terry's dad, you'd like him. I wanted to show you a picture, but Terry said no, so don't blame me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he did not drink. Uh, once in a while, one time I got him drunk. It was so funny, he was sick because I gave him, oh, that's it, I gave him something to drink. And my friends had been over, and they put uh, vodka in the ice cubes. And when he came in, he was really hot. And he said, he gave, he said I said, you want something to drink? He said, yes. Yeah. So we put those vodka ice cubes in his drink. 
Well, it didn't take long to make him sick. <laughs> so we had to go out and get him medicine and everything. And of course, my friends were cracking up. They thought it was funny, but it wasn't. But we didn't know any better. Well, then after we moved, my friends upstairs and downstairs drank. So every afternoon, we would have a cocktail party on the patio. And everybody, I mean, we just got along fine. We'd tell stories. And, and we were married, of course, and uh, had kids. And so I, you know, liked to drink. So I started drinking. Then I started drinking at home. And I really enjoyed it. And the big thing for me was I'd have a drink and I'd feel really good. And then I'd take another drink and I'd start to get a little drowsy. Then after my third drink, I thought, oh, it must be time to go to bed. So I got, went to bed and slept like a baby. Well, this got to be a habit, and it was something I really enjoyed. And I still would like to have a drink, but I know it's poison to me right now. So I decided, then I lost my daughters over it. I mean, that was not any fun. I missed them. And I said, they weren't so bad after all. I'd like <laughs> to have them back. <laughs> so, but they would love me, and they were very good, and they very take very good care of me, and I felt very uh, proud about that, and I also felt very happy that they loved me enough to take, take care of me, so to speak. So I wanted to do this. Well, getting back to my religious side, I prayed a lot. I, I always have done that and I still to this day I have a stack of books right here you wish show them here my stack of books that I pray every day and uh, just show them myself that I needed God in my life and one day this was after July after I came back from the hospital I said I don't want to lose my kids and I want to don't want to hurt my friends. I don't want to hurt myself because I, you know, I don't, I'm a big chicken. I don't want to be hurt anyway. Right. So anyway, I turned to God and I said, I don't know what to do. I love to drink and I can't give it up because I enjoy it too much and it helps me sleep. And I used every rationale that I could think of to why it was okay for me to drink. Right. Well, then I started, like, falling down, and that's when the kids got really mad. Then I was in the hospital, and they, and they I don't know, that stuff like Terry knows about uh, how much it takes and that you can't have that, and you can't have this, and you're going up this level. So Terry, she understood all this stuff, and, of course, I didn't. And, and it, all I know is I liked it, and it made me feel good, so why should I give it up? Well, then when things start happening that you can't do this and you can't do that, you realize you got a problem. So I decided I was going to quit. So I quit. And I just quit. And I did. I, oh, I went to, they told me to go to an AAA meeting. An AA meeting. Yeah, yeah. I went to one of those. It made me so sad because you listen to these people and it really breaks your heart to hear some of these stories of the people and you can't help but really feel sorry for them and wish you could do for something for them. And I came home and I tell Terry and Katie and they'd say, Mom, you can only help yourself. You can, they got to help themselves. That's why they're going to these meetings. They want to help themselves. 
So I said, oh, well, I did not like it. And I, did, I was not going to go back again, and I haven't. I've never right. gone back again. And But I got this big book off the shelf. Terry, show them a picture of that big book down there. Because this book... Well, hold this. Okay, and you keep I'm talking. Gonna, okay, I'm going to hold this. One of Terry's friends, we were at a party at Terry's house. They have great parties and cookouts. It, it was fun to be with them. But this is a book from Alcoholics Anonymous that Terry's friend gave me to read. Now, you tell me. And the stories in here, here it is. Look at the size of this thing. Look at that. <laughs> and it's, it's not large print. Right. <laughs> Look right. at this. See? <laughs> but anyway, I, um, I, re I read some of it, and it kept making me more sad and more sad. And I, it just wasn't for me. So I said, well, I don't know if I can stop drinking or not. I pretty much had that in my mind that I wanted to drink. Nothing else cared because the drink did more for me. I didn't have anybody yelling at me or picking on me. Or I just was this happy. So anyway, after this big episode of being in the hospital, my kids said, that's it, Mom. We're finished. We're gone. And... Uh, I didn't hear from them from a long time, and it was I was sad about it. But I said, "Well, I've got to live. That's my problem. I made it, and I've got to. I'm the only one that can help myself." That's the way I felt, because I had nobody to help me. Terry was there to help me, but she her line was, "Have you been drinking today? Have you been drink? Did you have a drink today?" And I was ready to punch her out, <laughs> but I didn't. I'm very, very good mother, but you know. And Katie, she wouldn't talk to me. And uh, they said they did what they could. So anyway, I had to turn to God. So I started praying to St. Teresa. I said, St. Teresa, you knew me, you know, better than anyone. And I really would like to stop drinking if I could, but I don't know how. Now, this story, I'm going to tell you, is the truth. I sat in my little green chair over here. And I looked, I have a picture of Christ. Do you want to show them that picture, Terry? I will, yeah. Okay, a picture of, of, of Jesus. And over on the other side is a picture of Mary holding the baby Jesus, which I love. And I looked at him, and the words came to me of Scripture. I was thinking about St. Paul. St. Paul, when he had a cross, a really big cross, he never really said what his cross was. I don't know what it was, but it's in Scripture if you want to look it up. And he complained to God, please take this thorn out of, we called it the thorn, please take this thorn out of my side. And Jesus said to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. I said, I wonder what that means, that my grace is sufficient for you. I says, well, I got to find out about this. So, so I we talk, I talked to my friends. I got, all my friends are pretty religious, so we grew up that way. And then they said, uh, well, you know, that he's a sufficient for you is what that means. And I says, well, okay, I guess. So. And then I looked up at this picture that I had on the wall. And while I was looking at that picture uh, intently, it came into my mind. This is what came into my mind. Yeah. 
I remember Jesus saying anything. He didn't say with brackets around it. He said, anything you ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you. I says, do you mean that? Anything I ask you, you're going to give to me. And then I thought, well, okay. I said, God, I ask you in the name of Jesus, your son, that you please cure me of my addiction to alcohol. And it has worked for seven months. <laughs> and that's it. Mwah. I'm proud of you, Mama. Okay. I love you. Well, don't be proud. It's a day at a time. It it's is just a day like at Alcoholics a time. Anonymous say. I mean, I'd love to uh, go in and get a drink and come down and sit down, relax, and enjoy it. But I don't do it. In right. fact, I have cooked with a little alcohol. And as soon as I take my amount to put into the food, I get rid of the bottle. I give it to my neighbor. Good. They're always Good glad girl. to see me. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> they come down for food, too. <laughs> All right. Well, my phone is ready to die, but I just wanted to say I am so incredibly proud of you. I love you so much. Walking away from you in July was, and I'm going to cry, was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Well, same to you, Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew you needed it. You needed to be your own savior. I could not come in and save the day anymore. So, right. but don't cry. I'm doing good. I know. I'm proud just, of you. Just what Jesus said. My, by His grace is sufficient. And Jesus saying, anything you ask the Father in my name, He will do. Now that doesn't mean He's going to go out and give me a new Lincoln Continental or anything. I mean, you <laughs> do they even to, make those anymore? <laughs> I, I, yeah, they do. I don't know. I don't know. How would I know? Oh. I got. I got back. I had my canardly, and that got smashed, and I don't ever call. It. <laughs> All right, but I love you. I love you too. All right, I don't. Know I'm sorry. I, I talk did. more, but my phone's ready to die. So. Okay. All Bye. right. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> nice talking at you. <laughs>